New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Glenn Sabera. Today I'm hosting Thomas Hubel, author of Transparence, an adventure in seeing yourself and others more clearly. Welcome, Thomas, to the New Dimensions Cafe. Hello. The subtitle of your book is An Adventure in Seeing Yourself and Others More Clearly. Can you elaborate on what this means for you and for your work in the world right now? So, first of all, there's a lot of talking in the world about being more conscious, being more awake, being more here, being more present, all these words. So when we, because we live a lot of our time with people, in teams, in relationships, in, in working places, so we, we are constantly in relation to the world. And I think the practice of a conscious relation, like being more awake to the dynamics that are happening, being more awake of how much we are here, what we are doing, what we are saying, how we do it, is very important. Because the, the culture that we live in is a composition of our art to compose the culture. So why not to enrich the competency of our art in order to compose a culture that we want to live in? But as grown-up human beings, we know that we need to be responsible and participate in the creation of our lives. And grown-up means that I will be part of it. So everybody needs to know that we need to do something for it, that we live in a world that we really desire. So we develop now tools that help us improve this co-creation. And one of it is, for example, transparent communication. Transparent communication assumes that every human being actually radiates a lot of information to their lives, into the world. But often we are so consumed by ourselves that we don't pay attention to it. Because our career, this, 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 and our, all our inner process clouds actually how we see the world. Because it's very separate often. But the more we open up, the more we really relate to people. And I often say, intimacy is when I can see the world through your eyes. Everything before is very separate. So real intimacy happens when I learn to see the world through your perspective. Even if I don't agree with yours, it doesn't mean that I need to agree with the way how you see the world. But if I relate to you, I need to see how you see the world in order to communicate. And so we learn how to become more open and competent in the perception of the information that people communicate with words, and most of it beside the words. And I experienced in many, many groups that I was running in the last 10 years all over the world, that many people are suddenly surprised how much more information we have available in the way we live our lives. And this is inner information in form of intuition and inspiration. It's so-called outer information that we perceive from other people. And both together improves the way we live our lives. And it improves the way we run companies or we work 
It uh, improves the way how we live in intimate relationships, how we educate our children. So there are many parts that can be actually an art. And as we know, the great composers, it has a reason why so many people worldwide listen to Mozart. It has a reason because there are some composers that came from a different place. So they professionalize the art into a degree that touches many people. And so why cannot we become people that make communication an art, an art of seeing, of realizing potential, respect? You know, there are many qualities. And this channel is always available to us in every interaction. Right. And what I've heard you describe, too, as a way of getting here is to think of it as two different competencies that make up this ability. Right. It's the competency of silence, which means that we allow within ourselves more centeredness, more spacious awareness, and more seeing of my own inner process, my thinking, my feeling, my body sensations. So if I'm more aware of the structure of my personality, I'm more free. If I can see my thinking, I'm not so stuck in my thinking. But if my thinking is everything that I have, so I constantly need to think. So the meditative and contemplative practices are giving us this competency, you know, the competency to really see the structures of consciousness. And the other side is the competence of movement. So how can I really live on the marketplace, in life, in my day-to-day -day practice and live according to the universal principles and more and more learn how I can be kind of a self-updating movement in life, which means that I'm not afraid of change. Most of the people are afraid of change. They want to have a safe place and then stay there forever. But then life always comes because life is developing and pushes us. And the pressure in my body is also the evolutionary pressure when I hold on to one version of myself and life wants to continue its movement. So you see it also in people. Some people, they have a good idea they make a company, they make a lot of money, but then they miss the next call. And then the wave goes down, but they are holding on to what they have. And there are other people that are constantly innovative. You know, they create something, it works, and then they are already off to the next idea. And these are the truly creative people of our society. So how can we become a movement in life that is updating voluntarily? So wisdom is actually the way that I know when to create a structure and when to move on. And then wherever I will come, it will be inspiring, it will be creative, it will be updating, because the nature of who I am is change. And many people, the nature of who they are is a personality. So the competence of change and movement is equally important than the competence of silence, stillness, inner peace. So, and if we practice them both, which also means in the competence of movement, I need to look for the integration of my shadow areas because shadow areas are reduced movement or reduced change. So I will integrate them in order to live my life more fully. And I think everybody knows it. When, when we are really in a creative flow, it feels very good. We feel very happy. And in the parts of our lives where we are in a flow, we don't have many questions. Questions always arise in areas in our lives where we feel more blocked, where we feel more separate. So questions are actually the symptoms of separation. 
And we're talking to you today just after a five-day workshop you led, an intensive. And I'm wondering what emerged of each of these separate competencies during the workshop, one of stillness, one of movement. So people feel naturally more resting in themselves is the competence of stillness. So they feel, wow, I can be here. I don't need to think all the time of the future, of the past, and run away and protect myself. There is something that creates a more peaceful inner world. You know that the inner world is not so hectic, but it becomes a bit more peaceful. And suddenly I have the feeling, oh, I can be. Most of the people, they're afraid to be. Therefore, they are constantly active. So we can be, and at the same time, we can be even more effective. So we can be, and we can relate more deeply to the world. So the second thing that people realize is, oh, wow, if I'm really here, there's so much more information to what's happening to different conversations. So if people speak about the problem in their life, suddenly I can pick up how this problem composes itself. And if we communicate on such a level of seeing and interaction, first of all, we are not stuck on problems because we immediately look at the source of it. So we don't stay with the symptom, so we, we go to the source of it. And the source of it is a movement that wants to develop. So evolution, problems are just the agents of evolution that knock on your door and say, listen, you need to move. And then you close the door and say, no, I don't want. So then you have a problem. But if you open the door and let the agent in and you say, okay, I move voluntarily, so then life takes you and helps you to develop further. And we are all, like we are coming from thousands of years of evolution. They play through us, through our thoughts, through our emotional and societal habits. And so we need to update it. And to become truly innovative or truly genuine is when we transcend in a way, the level of thousands of years of evolution, and we become inspired by the future potential of humanity. Like the great genius people, they came with innovations and insights that were amazing. And humanity lives from this two or three hundred years later. Often, then even we realize how genius it was, because before we just dismissed it. And so, what if more and more people become genius in their own lives? You know, and it's not about being famous, it's about being creative where we are. It's in day-to-day -day life, in small things, in big things. But we are connected. We are connected to the stream of life. Which means we're actually reconnecting to the creative drive of the universe. And your work is actually manifesting this in the world with the German education system, for example. Right. One participant of our three-year training program is actually working with the government in Germany on the vision for the next 10 years of education. And then there is a second initiative, how to transform the knowledge-based education into a potential-based education, and how to transform many schools in Germany into a different level of potential-based centers. And so this is very exciting and because then we see the knowledge that spiritual intelligence brings additional to intellectual, emotional, social and so on intelligences. Actually, we speak to a holistic human being and uh, there are many, many contributions that we can make to, to update our society in a more contemporary and more functional society. And another amazing contribution you're making is 
also talking about the German collective. Yeah, we did big events for the integration process of the Holocaust shadow, which I believe will in the future come more and more that we will literally take care of the basement of our life and cultural shadows or collective shadows can have an effect on many people's lives. So I think we need to learn to create tools that work on a collective level. And so this is what we did also in connection to Israel. And uh, I think it's a very powerful and necessary work. This is very important work for all of us, individually and collectively. Thank you very much. Thank you. I've been speaking with Thomas Hubel. If you'd like to be in touch with Thomas and learn more about his work, go to thomashubel.com, T-H-O-M-A-S-H-U-E-B-L.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Glenn Sabera. Thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe. Please join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.